This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios. That's boathouse studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S studios, house spelt the German way. All right, you listen up, you little freaks. The fun stops here. You're going to shut your stinking traps and behave, damn it. This is one substitute you're not going to screw with. Marge Simpson. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. And here we are, back again in Boathouse Studios. We are back. We have returned. It's been a long time. I was on the road for a little while. Yeah. On the road again. <laughs> my name's Greg. My name's Alan. And here we are. This is Two Bad Neighbors, or as my mother calls it, what? <laughs> You're still doing that? Yeah. yeah. And then I say, yeah, I am, Mom. I was on the radio recently. And then she says, why? <laughs> I said, ah, slow news day. <laughs> we have friends there. Yeah. That's, that's the bulk of it. That is, that's, that's the whole story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so where were you this time? Grand Prairie? Yeah, I was in Grand Prairie. Yeah. And then did you go to a different place? No. Or was, it was that the only place this it trip? Was, it was Grand Prairie for two weeks. Okay. Yeah. It was a long, it was a lot, what a long, strange trip it was. Yeah. Don't you have another thing coming up though, I feel? Leaving on Saturday. Stetton? Did I guess that last time I was you wrong? You did, yeah. yeah. Last time. <laughs> Why do I think it was... it's Stetton all the time? I don't know. It's Fort Steele. Fort Steeton. Yeah. Of course, it's S-T. Yeah. It's the S-T. That's yeah. all it is. Sure, sure, sure. Fort Steele. That uh-huh. makes sense. I don't know where Stetton is. Stetton Island? <laughs> is, that, is that it? Staten Island. Nah, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> well, it's fair. Stetton Island is, you know. You know Stetton Island. Yeah. Cr- Crooklyn. Yeah. Banhattan. It's in, they call it the Big Peach. And the flunks. Yeah. Those are the, the boroughs. Um, Crooklyn, <laughs> Crooklyn has Kings, really become uh, gentrified <laughs> over the past Yeah, there's while. not as many crooks as there no, used to be. No, not as many crooks mm-hmm. and name so many more kings and kings than there was before. <laughs> um, it's like the kings just took over. Yeah. Stephen yeah. and the rest. <laughs> Who else has the last name King? Mostly Stephen. I was trying to make a joke about that, but could only think of one Steve. One no, king. I got it. It's helpful if you're going to make a joke about it to have a few in the hopper. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, a couple to to load up. Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, it's just like, yeah, you just mentioned Stephen King. Great. Yeah. Um. So anyway. we were um, we hosted a thing last night. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Um. Movie trivia. Movie trivia. Ooh, <laughs> that was a cool time. Yeah, I've never done it before. I know. It was good. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Kind of get why you do it. Yeah. But also at the same time, I probably, I think I prefer doing it. Like Play, playing it. Playing it. Yeah. yeah. I think I prefer I playing it. I generally probably would too, but yeah. no one else is doing this, so well, we had to make it happen. When no one else is doing it, that means you got to step in and fill a niche hole. Exactly. That's what I do. That's exactly what they're called. Niche, niche, niche holes. Niche holes. Ugh. <laughs> You're welcome. You only screwed up one answer, so... You know, that's, that's true. That's yeah, good for a first time. I was yeah, I was pretty impressed <laughs> with myself. Only fucked it up once, <laughs> and most people didn't get it right. I don't think anyone even noticed. Yeah, a couple maybe did. A couple got it right. I think Robin uh, noticed. I think it's a tough. That's a tough question. If you don't know your Rockies, 
It is a tough question if you don't know your Rockies or have seen Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> Which apparently is the reason you know it. It's the reason I know it. Yeah. Because um, I have not seen Rocky Three. We have a guest... His name is Neil James. Hey. Hey. I'm going to ask you, do you know which uh, Rocky film the theme song to uh, is Eye of the Tiger? Uh, which of the Rocky films that's the theme song to? I'm going to go with the first one. Incorrect. Uh, Rocky 3. Rocky 3. I should have got that since you were talking about Rocky 3. Yeah. <laughs> did we mention Rocky 3? Sure did. Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought yeah. we just said Rocky the whole time. I did the exact same thing. I thought Great. that'd be Great. like too obvious. Maybe oh, yeah. like that's what the answer was, but the real answer... See, I always, I've never seen any of the Rocky films, so I always thought... Eye of the Tiger was the first one. Like, yeah, you, right? like, that just makes sense. Never like, oh, actually. It's iconic and it's probably part of that. And then I found out it's not. And then so I, I locked in my brain, oh, it's the second one then. Yeah. <laughs> and then so when I found yeah. out, no, it's the third, I'm like, God damn it. Why I've you... seen the clip, but I've <laughs> yeah. never actually seen <laughs> Doing the, the montage of punching and stuff, I think yeah. is what it is. I was is. more of a Rambo kid than a Rocky mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. you have to choose Me one. Me too. Yeah. That's like one of the first things they do in school is like, yeah. all right, Rocky or Rambo. Yeah, it starts with an R. Yep. <laughs> I'm Sylvester Stallone. I mean, he's uh he's he's pretty good in both of the first ones. You know, those are actually two legitly good movies. First Blood and First Blood Part 2. <sighs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um What do you mean? <laughs> no, I mean I mean Rocky 1 and and Oh, I see. Sorry. First Blood. <laughs> I thought you meant the first two of the Rambo no, series. No, no, no. Um right. the Rambo movies don't make any sense. Um, I haven't seen any of those either. Do so. they? Do they need? To? Well, no. The first one's called First Blood. The yeah. second one is called oh, Rambo. First Blood sense. Part Two, and then um, the and third then one's called Rambo, Rambo three, 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 and then the fourth one's called Rambo. So. And then the fifth one's Balboa. <laughs> uh, yeah, the fifth one. The fifth one is called it, Balboa. Then the, it merges into the it's the Rocky extremely franchise. Extremely confusing. <laughs> and then Creed. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then Creed Two. Uh, Scott Stapp returns. <laughs> I was gonna go for Adrian's Revenge, but I went with the the hit new metal Christian rock band Creed. Oh, those guys! Yeah, it's a deep. It was a deep. There's really no reason to make that joke. Higher. That's the one. That was with the you. lead singer is Scott Stapp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. got an autobiography. I've heard Does it's a he? great read. I'm gonna read it. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a friend amazing. of mine. Friend of mine has it, and they often make fun of it in their sketch yeah. comedy. That sounds <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's, oh, Scotty! Is it? Is it? Is it? Hold on. Let me guess. The title of the biogra- autobiography. I feel like if he doesn't call it "Can't Stab the Music," <laughs> then he is what a waste. He has ruined his his whole chance. That's a huge waste. A I don't recall what it's called, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not what it is. Damn it! What's What's this guy's name again? Scott Stapp. Scott Stapp. Is it spelled yeah. the way I think it is? S T A P P. S C O T T. Scotty, old Scotty Stapleton. Old Scotty Stapp. I kind of feel like it's called Stapp. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's would make sense for him because he's lazy. <laughs> Did you find it? Uh no, I'm uh, I'm still working on it. <laughs> no, I'm 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 looking up other things. Yeah. Um oh, nope. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, it's called Sinner's Creed. Oh, boo. <laughs> so he totally missed the boat. He totally did. Yeah. Uh cuz like there's other if you're going to go the creed route, which I mean makes sense cuz that's like most people would be like who? Like you, right? Scott Staff, I don't know who that is, but if you're like yeah. creed guy, oh, okay. So like it makes sense to use Creed, but why don't you? There's better Creed. I listened puns. to Power 107 in the 90s. I know who Creed is. 
I had a Coke card. <laughs> Go Creed a book. I don't know. <laughs> That's one. Just off the top of my head. Uh, that was that was pretty horrible. <laughs> uh, I, ca- I kind of feel like if you're reading the Creed uh-huh. Scott Stapp biography, you probably already know who he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of people are just so, yeah. wandering the library and being like, oh, this looks like this an looks interesting like read. <laughs> who is this gentleman on the cover? Scott Stapp. <laughs> Sounds like a real Lothario. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome back, Neil. <laughs> yeah, thanks glad to for, be back. Thanks for uh, joining us today. You were last on the podcast in season four when we talked about Marge versus the Monorail and Selma's Choice, I believe. I believe so. Uh, yeah. So it's been a season and a half. Or almost two seasons, I'd say. Yeah, it's it been was, a bit. It's yeah. been a bit. How have you been? I've been pretty good. Yeah. 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 Taking care of myself, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's what people say. I mean, that's, you're, you're, that's well, a phrase. Do, yeah. well, that's we, a like, phrase. It's, a, it's a podcast, so the, the, the more entertaining you can be, the better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. Of dance course. for us. It's pretty bullshit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast, so dance. Got it. Yeah. All right. What do you. <laughs> I'll make a what gif you, of that. What are, your, uh, what are your endeavors currently with uh, the theater scene? Uh, well, currently I'm acting in a TYA show, very TYA, called Tyrex, King of Third Grade. Hey, I know the writer uh, of that. Yeah, by. Who's uh, that? Jeremy Mason. Jeremy Mason. Oh! Writer and director. What? Yeah. They An auteur. They couldn't get anybody else to do it, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> He'd say uh, the same thing. Yeah. Jer- Jeremy, if you're listening to this, I, I direct. Oh, that's true. He does. Could have asked me. Yeah. So does Jaron. He needs them a gig. <laughs> no. <laughs> also, if you ever want to come on the podcast, yeah, I yeah, yeah. For you. Um, so I'm doing that. It's uh, very much TYA uh, geared for the grade three crowd. Yeah, <laughs> dinosaurs are involved. Yeah, means, lots uh, of dinosaurs, and the lead character he lost his eye, so he's oh. like all self conscious and so it's uses. Rated R. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he yeah, gets his eye gouged out by a T-Rex. On stage. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he fucks his mom. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for those T-Rex. Non- yeah. Not Oedipus Rex. Yeah, Excuse for those, me. For those non-theater people. I misheard. <laughs> Wait, is that actually a reference to Oedipus Rex then? Uh, I don't believe so. by but Jeremy? Because that's kind of... That's kind of dark. I'm gonna, TYA. I'm going to ask dark. at my next rehearsal. That would make a lot of yeah, sense yeah. if he's if he's his eyes are missing. Yeah. Well, he's only missing one eye. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> does he miss both of them by the end? <laughs> like he gets a glass one. All right. <laughs> so so no. he can afford right. to lose the. Is this a touring show? No, it's only it's only uh, it's based out of the Vertigo Theater, part of the second stage storybooks. Storybook Theater's second stage. They're doing right. the... Right. So, Storybook, so yeah. needs Storybook needs a second stage, apparently. Yeah. The the eight shows that Oof. they currently do isn't enough. Not so enough. they <laughs> had to increase it to 13 or more, something like that. That's, it's too many shows. Yeah. That's so many shows. That's so you're, many. You're so busy all year, JP. Take a <laughs> breath. It's it's ridiculous, but they're doing it. So, they're so yeah. busy. Yeah, you just worked but on a Storybook every, show. I did. I just yeah. worked on a Storybook show, yeah. Right. I was I was just in Huck Finn. Huck Finn, yeah. And it was just like... like Boom, 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 and like out, and it's just is like you're up, you're done, and then the next thing goes in immediately, immediately, and it was like okie dokie then, great, <laughs> cool, and what really makes me happy about storybook in general is that people go, yeah, 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's the, the shows crazy are thing. the shows doing, are seen. That's what I mean. Like they're doing thirteen shows a year or yeah, whatever it is. They must and be able to justify it. And Tyrex, Tyrex is a brand new show that's never been seen. Yeah. world world premiere, yeah. and it's like ninety percent sold out already. And we nice. open in two weeks. That's what so I mean. Likely by the time it opens, we'll be sold out for a show that nobody knows what they're coming to see. Which that's, is amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. That's... When so many other theaters in town and around the world, really, yeah. are struggling for like 60%, 50% attendance. Yeah. Storybook's got like 85 Yeah, they considered, uh, what was it, an 80, just uh, just under 90% sellout, which I think was what we did for Huck Finn. Yeah. Uh, relative, like that was relatively unsuccessful <laughs> for them. They're doing some amazing... Clearly, yeah. People are, <laughs> clearly, people are liking what they're doing. Yeah. So, what role awesome. do you play in Tyrex? I am playing Artie, who is uh, kind of like I describe him as the other side of the coin of the same character. Kind of like okay. I'm the science and math kind of kid, and he's the artistic uh, language arts kind of guy. And by he, you mean Ty? Ty, yeah, yeah. Ty is the, is the, is the, the titu- other, the titular hero. <laughs> Technically, the only other student in the class. <laughs> it's only a cast of four. Oh, so you're so kind of the Millhouse to Ty's Bart, essentially, in a way. That's a good uh-huh. way. Although I'm almost <laughs> more of the Bart, actually. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm. Some people would look at me as the bully, but I'm not. I'm not really. A, I don't see myself as a bully. Of course. But. Well, bullies rarely do. Rarely do. Exactly. Bart's not a bully either. Uh, it, true. No, he gets picked on by the bullies. Oh yeah, but he just he just thinks he's you know he's one step ahead of Millhouse. Yeah, but he's still below, you know Nelson, who's below Jimbo Dolphin Kearney. And we see a lot of those ways. characters in this episode that we're talking about. Oh, we're talking about an episode. What? <laughs> Stuck the landing. <laughs> the episode we're talking about is the I PTA disbands. Yeah, I alleyooped it. Um, yeah, well, great. We'll talk more about the show later. I'm <laughs> sure. And plugs. Yeah, need all but the we'll, credit in the world. No, I need all the credit. All right. Um, I am sad it's not a Jurassic Park stage adaptation, but uh, that's okay. I can live. I think they. I think Evergreen did that last season. D- Jurassic Bark. All oh, right. That's, that's what it was called. That's a that's a Futurama episode. I know. They can't do that. They did. Ugh. Talk to Ryan. How dare they? <laughs> um, well, what was I was going to say, I one day I was like, man, I'd really like to see a, a TYA show about dinosaurs. And so I started writing one. Um, and it was called Jurassic Mark. <laughs> and it was about a kid named Mark. Yeah, sure, <laughs> of course. transported back in time to the dinosaur world and makes friends with dinosaurs. Why did you call it Billy and the Clonosaurus? <laughs> Why didn't you call it that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be a mistake in a lot of ways. It's a fucking brilliant title. It's no, it's not. There's no clones in my script. All right, all. You, you, you tweak it anyway. So I'm pretty sure Jeremy found my script and copied me. So Jeremy, Quite, uh, you'll likely. be hearing from my lawyers. We are talking today about the PTA disbands. This is the 21st episode of season six, written by Jennifer Crittenden, directed by Swinton O. Scott the Third. Original air date fake April name. 16th, 1995. Huh? It's a fake name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's gotta be. I mean, it could be. I don't know. Yeah. It could the be real. Food. It's it's Some probably people are like that. It's probably like David Merkin pulling a goof. <laughs> Or David Silverman, more likely. <laughs> David Merkin's a classic prankster. Yeah, yeah. we all know that. We, we all know. Um, 
So we are rounding the bend to the finishing line of uh, season six. Indeed. One might say the uh, training wheels are coming off at the finish line <laughs> um, because we might not make it before the summer begins. Well, not with that attitude. No, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> this is... Uh, We've got three more and then the finale. Three we more than the finale. We can do it, Greg. Okay. we okay. got all of June. That's true. That's true. We do. We have... Some of I don't care where you are. That's true. You don't. You'll come back. I, yep. You always do. Okay. <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a really well thrown boomerang. Yes. Like in that movie <laughs> that just came out, Jumanji. Uh, Numanji. Yeah, Numanji. <laughs> Numanji two. Back to the jungle. Oh. <laughs> um, or two Manji. Two Manji. Like they had so many opportunities with this movie, and they yeah. called it Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, and uh, they nailed it. Everything about that movie is awesome, except the title, <laughs> including the title. No, the title's terrible. Don't you get it? It's like New the Manji. Guns and Roses song. Two Manji. I hate the Guns and Roses song. That's of course, a terrible you do. reference. Of course, Did they you even do. play the jungle. The yeah, several times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I watched it on an airplane, so <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> So uh, that's audio, the perfect way to watch this, this movie. The surround sound wasn't exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Just a <laughs> out of my ear baby screaming behind you, and the engines in your ears just oh yeah, this is great. It just makes me want to get some movie. Beats by Dre. Um, not a big Guns N' Roses fan, are you? <laughs> no, I much prefer Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows. Like in that episode of The Simpsons that we are going to be talking about soon. Um, oh, no, did we already do that one? Marge on the Lamb? Yeah, that's yeah, we've done I was thinking that. of the Marge being a cop one, which was coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Springfield, Springfield Connection. Connection yeah. yeah, that's a great... But that's not when this reference happens. But that's a way to get back on track, kind of, even though I messed it up. We're going to talk about The Simpsons now. <laughs> I don't agree with that. No more Guns N' Roses, please. <laughs> uh, PTA disbands. The PTA does not actually disband. I just want to point that out. The title is a lie. No, that's the whole point. It's so you don't <laughs> jump out a window. <laughs> They have to. Uh, they have to make sure that you understand that the PTA has not disbanded, because that causes a lot of people to commit suicide. I feel like the title is a cautionary tale. It's like the PTA disbands. Like you know, what would happen if the PTA disbands? Yeah, it would be a cautionary fail. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> it's a cautionary tale. I was trying to think of a fun rhyme. Uh huh. That was. I mean, arguably the funnest one yeah. is fail. Yeah. <laughs> Good work. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take points for it. Um, what do we think of the episode? Oh, my God. This episode's fun. It uh, was fun. It's, uh, it's one of the episodes where it's, um, it, it, the, the, the plot is so widespread that, it's, that it affects everyone in Springfield mm-hmm. and not just the family, which is really cool because you can um, seamlessly move to various little skits with uh, how this event is affecting everyone in the town and not just the family. And you can do it in a way that's not contrived or poorly written because you can just do it and your scenario allows for that which is which allows us to set up uh, a brilliant second act which is basically just a series of jokes over and over and over yeah. and i would say 90% of them land and land well and still land nowadays yeah yeah, yeah even <laughs> after seeing this episode like this this is one of the episodes i've seen the most out of season 6 and i still love it I'd say this is probably one of the episodes I've seen the least. Oh, yeah. Because um, when you wanted me to do the podcast, I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I looked up like where you were at based yep. on the previous podcast. And I'm like, 
PTA disbands? What's that about? And <laughs> then I read that? the description. Who's and PTA it's... and why is he disbanding? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the description on IMDb didn't even really remind me of what this one was. So I yeah. half wondered. I'm pretty sure I've seen all of the episodes mm-hmm. over the years. Um, but I kind of half wondered if this was one that I missed. Um, granted, once it started, I totally remembered it. Oh, yeah. Um, there's like there's some iconic very scenes iconic, and yeah. lines in this episode, yeah. for sure, even if you don't remember the plot, as it were. Yeah. For um, some reason, I just missed the reruns, I guess, when it was uh, constantly aired on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this episode was constantly aired on TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw it on TV a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is one of my favorite episodes, I will say, it is in my top 10 that is constantly changing and evolving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is... <laughs> I, even watching it this time, I was like, why is this one of my favorites? <laughs> Not in the sense that, like, you know, I disagree with myself now, but I'm just like, well, like what is it about this episode? And I was trying to put my finger on it. Um, I don't know if I can put my finger on it, but I definitely think, like you said, the fact that it attributes itself to a, essentially joke, 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 but within the context of the plot just makes me like there's just so many things that I laugh throughout this episode. I think it's so great. Uh the fact that Skinner's a big part of it obviously helps a lot because I'm a big Skinner fan. Uh especially in the first act. Yeah. Yeah. And, Before uh, it becomes more Bart centric. Yeah. And then uh <laughs> and I, I just like the the kind of things that happen to Bart and Lisa when they're not in school. I like oh, that idea. Yeah. You know, like Bart becomes kind of weird. <laughs> And creepy, hello, yeah. mother dear. Yeah. Oh, he's <laughs> he's creepy and he's unrestrained. Yeah. In like just the worst ways. And Lisa is, you know, unhinged and craves structure. Yeah. They both uh, do. They both do. And that's what I think is interesting, is it it really exemplifies that both of them need this structure, but for different reasons. Very different. Bart reasons. needs it to keep his mind focused, and Lisa needs it because she she'd be like <laughs> She'd just be unable to to really kind of go through the the normal life of an eight year old. Uh, she kind of needs to focus as well. Really. Yeah, I guess she, so. Yeah. She doesn't know what <laughs> to learn. Yeah, she needs to. She needs learn. to. She needs to focus on books and learning. And Bart needs to focus on, you know, chicanery and bullies and you know the school structure, but just not the learning part. He doesn't yeah. care about that. Yeah. But he still needs that structure of like going to class and you know hanging out at recess and all that kind of stuff. Um, and Millhouse. You know, is just a big wiener kid, and he just—he's <laughs> such a wiener kid, <laughs> and he needs to be reading during recess. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Well, he becomes smart in yeah. this episode. Yeah. <laughs> chapters three through seven, he has to read four chapters uh-huh. over recess. For recess, yep. But he gets to I do it outside. Yeah. I didn't read That's four nice. chapters in a year of university. <laughs> That would involve buying the books. It would involve <laughs> buying the books. I stopped buying textbooks around yeah. year three. Yeah, I only. Yeah, bought... once you like buy, like, you spend like two hundred dollars worth of books the first year, and then you like go to your class, and they're like, "All right, yeah, the syllabus says to buy this book, but we're not really going to be using it." And you're like, "God damn, why? No, <laughs> you use it. I spend so much money on this. It's, it's a scam." It's like, "God damn you, university." Yeah. Oh, you think? You think they're a scam? Sorry, Craig. Sell you a $200 book, uh-huh. and they give you $12 back for it? Uh-oh. Is that not a scam? I've unleashed the beast. Wow. There was, um, I took a, a Western Civ class, which I promptly uh, dropped 
before the ad drop deadline. And um, there was a textbook that you were supposed to buy, and I bought it. And I, and I asked the person there, um, why is this in shrink wrap? <laughs> and they were like, oh, if you take it out of the shrink wrap, you can't return it mm-hmm. at all. Like, you can't even go to the book exchange at the end of the year and get a little bit of drinking money back for it. No. it might. You might as well burn it if you take <laughs> it out of the shrink wrap. And so, guess what I did? Didn't take it out of the shrink did wrap. Did not take it out of the shrink wrap. I went to the Western Civ class, tried to get through the class. Who am I kidding? I didn't try very hard. I didn't take the book out of the shrink wrap ever. And so when the ad drop date came along, I was like, nah, I'd like the money back. Do you think shrink wrap machines are hard to find? I was going to say, can't you just use the book and then take it to Staples or something and just get them <laughs> to shrink wrap again? your yeah. book? I didn't think about that. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> clearly, clearly. Neither, well, we, clearly, neither did they. Yeah. Because yeah. that's not like a lot Like when I worked key. at AMB Sound, we had a shrink wrap machine. Yeah. Because we would often, like, you know, open up CDs and listen to them and then we'd shrink them back up, you know, because who cares? Uh, people do. That's why we need to shrink wrap them. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Like no, like most people would be fine if we sold them a CD that was used once gently at our store. But if they know, they're like, no, I want a discount, or I want, you know. So we shrink wrap. Oh them. yeah, I would demand a discount. Yeah, we shrink wrap them. So and we because them. people <laughs> will demand a discount whenever possible. Of course, well, as well I, they should. It's just I'm capitalism. Getting, I'm getting less stuff. <laughs> 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 I want that plastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that I, I want to know away. that no human has even smelt this CD before. Maybe. Yeah, it's theirs. It's mine. It's their right. I purchased it. Some people are super into the feeling of unwrapping things. That's well, why... you know what's funny too is that uh, this like CDs specifically. Yeah. You remember they were notoriously hard to open. Sure, I remember. Like, hard to get the the plastic off. Yeah. Uh, we had a way of doing it at the store that was great. We would just like kind of rub the the jagged edge on the on the counter and it would kind of perforate and, and tear the bottom part without mm. damaging the jewel case. Mm-hmm. And we just take it off and people were always like, whoa. Oh, uh, but people would ask us to do it. They'd be like, all right, I've purchased a CD. Now that I've paid you money for it and I have my receipt, will you please open it for me? <laughs> it's like, all right, here you go. Because they so, wanted to listen to it right away. Sometimes they have that little tear tab. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Red, yeah. The little red those, yeah. strip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a cigarette uh, yeah. carton. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Get into it. Put it into put put it in in your, into your CD player on the way home. It's yeah. To invest in all those CDs that everybody's listening to nowadays. I tell I you, I didn't I even realize my... CDs. I tell you, I didn't even realize my car had a CD player until like six months ago. Yeah, I think you told me that. Yeah. It was a good day. It it's funny because every car I've had before my current one has not had a CD player. And I was, I was like, nah, it's a dumb car, no CD player. Now I have one and I never use it. Of course you don't. You have an iPod. I have a, uh, no, I don't. Or a fucking phone. <laughs> you know what I mean. Goddamn. I have no idea if my car has a CD player. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who cares? We got Bluetooth or we got uh, you know other means to listen to music. I have a question for both of you. Okay. A little bit more back on track, if that's okay, all great. right. Yes, please. Um, did you ever go through a strike in your time in school? I'm pretty sure we did. If I remember correctly, uh, I think it was LCI. You went to LCI as well, yeah. right? Yeah. 
but it might have been after I you I think left. it was right after Lethbridge I left. Lethbridge Collegiate Institute for new viewers, <laughs> listeners. For the plebs. Which yeah. is actually a high school and not a college. Yes. Yeah, it's very... Which is why I very specifically, people call it LCI generally. I very specifically yeah. on my resume have it as Lethbridge Collegiate Institute so that it sounds, sounds like fancier. I went to a totally. really fancy school. Yep. <laughs> it does sound like you went to a fancy school. Yes. <laughs> Instead of LCI high school. I, I yeah. know that it's not. But but also like you don't need to have your high school on. You your really don't. Anymore. You should take that <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, I probably should. I probably should. I have my elementary school there. <laughs> Just gotta fill up some space. Yeah, <laughs> my resume's eight pages. Oh, uh, your resume is really yeah. nice, but I don't see a junior high school. <laughs> I'm sorry. We need someone with a junior high education. Anyway, I'm pretty sure <laughs> my high school did have a teacher strike at one point, um, and I, I I'm pretty sure I had the same feeling as Bart. It's like. This is awesome. I yeah. don't have to go to school. Yeah. I can just stay home. But I also, like, I didn't quite go crazy like Bart, but I definitely, after a week or whatever, I was like, all right, that run out of things to do. No one else is doing things. Dude, let's just go back to school. <laughs> I want that structure back, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, that's how you see a lot of your friends. That's true. I don't yeah. see friends anymore because I don't go to school. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> that got sad. Lonely, no. Greg. <laughs> I mean, I've seen you, like, Five times this week. Yeah, because I forced you to. He did pluralize friends. So. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> oh, true, I'm man. sorry. All right. I'm all, a bad person this to week have is as your Greg. one as your one friend. That's <laughs> I'd trade up real soon if I were you, um, Neil. Uh, I think that strike happened like the year after I graduated, yeah. and I think I was jealous. Um, <laughs> I think a little bit of me was like, why didn't that happen when I was there? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it if it would have happened in it like, been, it might have been junior high. It if it would have happened in like my grade 12 year, I think that would mm. be annoying. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. that's a year where you need to pay attention to yep. things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's the year where you get flowers in your picture. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. And they're a bit bigger in the yearbook so uh, you feel, and in color. Yeah. Sure. I don't think we had color. Oh. <laughs> so sorry. They invested after I graduated. <laughs> I think they had color. They must have had color in mine. Probably. Yeah. The only real strike that I can think of is the writer's strike, of course, that happened when Hollywood shut down. Yep. Um, which is a very different strike. to 2009, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I worked at Save on Foods, and all Safeways went on strike. Oh, <laughs> so once again, was, I was, was kind of jealous. Was it a sympathy strike to the Writers Guild? <laughs> strike? I don't think it was at the same time. <laughs> Actually, maybe it was. No, so he was like, "No, we want more Lost." Yeah, um, but I'm like, well, that's what I remember I w- the most about that strike is that Lost was happening, and I was very mad that Lost might not come back. Exactly, and then it did, so it was fine. Yeah, yeah, for three more great seasons. <laughs> well, two more, uh, <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> um. What about yourself? Mine was in, uh, yeah, I, I was in uh, Rocky View School Division, and they went on strike when I was in grade seven, I believe. Um, and it was uh, for two weeks, but the uh, the third week was the reading week. Oh. So I got three weeks off. And nice. I went nuts. <laughs> it was great. It was absolutely great. I must have, I think I made more shitty little movies with my friends in those three weeks than I ever had ever before. Um, <laughs> and 2002 was a winter Olympic year. That was the Salt Lake city games. And in, we went to, uh, we went to Kimberly, the ski resort 
in Kimberley, and um, the skiing was too hard for me, so I just stayed home and watched the Olympics. Nice. Yeah. So you could pretend to be skiing. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, I shouldn't say, like, I stayed home every day. I went out of, for, like, an hour or two a day, but it was, like, my legs were weak, and the powder was so thick, because it was just snowing and snowing and snowing. I couldn't handle it, so, Yeah. I enjoyed the strike. I was very much like Bart in mm-hmm. that situation. Um, one of my favorite things about the teacher's strike is in, in the, the Simpsons is as soon as the, uh, the kids get let out, it's anarchy. Mm-hmm. Immediate <laughs> anarchy. And that's one of the best things about Springfield. Like the kids, they flood into the streets and start, they take out their jacks, they take out a skipping rope, and one and two of the kids immediately figure out how to turn the fire, uh, fire hydrant, fire hydrant on. Um, and like, there's a huge backup of cars, and uh, then that doesn't even get into what Bart gets up to. Yeah. Um, when he goes to the to the bank. I think the is bank just, is one of my favorite parts of this entire show. It's fucking genius. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, Moe's reaction. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is my money in your house? And just immediate <laughs> punching. Like, not only Moe, but yeah. everybody is just like, yeah, all right, I'm time to punch. I like that the including, superintendent including Superintendent Chalmers. He doesn't even speak or anything. No, he's no. just there. And he's so he's so happy too. You like see him punch and he's got this smirk of just like, yeah, this is what I need. Yeah. Because he's uh he's pent up. He's got some pent up rage. Yeah, he's a uh he's a guy who, who needs to uh needs to let it out. Mm-hmm. And uh he's got a really great scene with Skinner. Dummy up, you <laughs> just great. I love yeah. Their dynamic is great. Um, and a, a one that's explored really interestingly is the uh, is the teacher uh, teacher and administration dynamic between Skinner and Krabappel. Yeah, um, this is one of the few times we see Krabappel seem to, seem to care about the students' well being. Yeah, uh, I think it's more <laughs> driven from her hatred of Seymour, which we will find out later was actually perhaps a deep seated love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's uh, her rallying against the administration because she sees them as the problems facing her being able to teach properly when in reality she's kind of lazy and doesn't care that much about the kids but also they have tech war and kids let learn, learn the, about tech war sooner or later the early. history of playboy uh-huh. on their bookshelves satanic rituals of the Sa- the satanic verses by oh, Salman Rushdie illustrated edition <laughs> <laughs> so and a pointer that is the size of your pinky. Yeah. It still points, doesn't it? It doesn't. <laughs> Stop that. Why is the pointer even worn down? That's, <laughs> the, that's what I love about that. Yeah. <laughs> She's <laughs> been pointing too much, and uh, apparently when she points, she rubs it against the chalkboard. Well, it's I don't not know. the pointy side, though. The pointy <laughs> side is still there. It's the handle side. Right, it's the handle that's slowly... <laughs> It's like the oils eroding. in her skin have like <laughs> worn away the handle slowly. Yeah, that could make sense. So that it's if it's a really cheap one that Skinner invested in. It's a pointer and in half an inch of wood. Yeah. Still points. Still points, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, I do like the opening of this episode quite a bit as well. I'd like to talk about that. Yes, let's. With uh, Fort bus. Springfield. Oh, man. Fort Springfield. <laughs> uh, hey, isn't that where you're working this summer? <laughs> Stetton? I was, yeah, I'm working in Stetton, actually. <laughs> um, Fort Stetton. Fort Stetton. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a living history of mu- museum of places that don't exist. 
like Fort Springfield. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I used to love going to field trips like this um, when I was uh, when I was in school. Uh, so much so that I started working at places like that. Did you work at the Empress? No, unfortunately, no. I didn't. Um, Seton, Alberta. Seton. That's right. a real place. Yes. <laughs> um, thank you for looking that up. It says your iPod. I was like, no. yeah. <laughs> I was like, is Seton a real place? Did I completely fabricate that? But I just merged Fort Steele and Seton, apparently. Mm, I thought you were thinking Stettler. So, Stettler. Yeah, yeah that's pr- I might have merged that one, too. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, th- there's a lot of places in this province I don't care about. <laughs> I mean, we had, a, we had a Fort Springfield and Lethbridge, essentially. Fort Hoop Up. Fort Hoop Up. Yes. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Is it still I, there? I think I went once. Yeah, no, it's still there. Um, Do they have a petting zoo still? Or like just uh, animals running around? I don't around? think so anymore. There was like a goat there last it time. It got flooded there. that it, one oh, time? It got flooded the year I worked there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was fun. They hired me to do a documentary about the place, and uh, it flooded. While I was working there, so mm, it was like how convenient. I got to. Uh, <laughs> Is it because of you that the river rose like twelve meters? <laughs> totally, must have been. And You're that's, a super villain, aren't you? Yeah, and that's Just why I some, couldn't do most of my documentary, and they put me to manual action. labor work. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Turn that yeah. documentary into an action. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the rock will show up the day after tomorrow too. God willing, the walk, the the walk. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Dwayne the Walk Johnson. All right. <laughs> I've started a stir-fry business. Okay. What would you like in your walk today? <laughs> what have I done? Uh, what have you done? Beef? Okay. Uh, no. Shrimp? <laughs> Baby corn? I don't want any of it. Please. I so this is a Swiss char? <laughs> Swiss chard? Yeah. Gross. <laughs> so. It's healthy. Fort Springfield. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I just love this world building that they do every so often in episodes where mm. we find a new location yeah. that I believe is never seen again. I could be wrong about that. I don't think we ever see Fort Springfield again. But, again, could be wrong. Um, uh, they definitely Prove me wrong, kids. They mentioned Fort Springfield as an army base. Okay. You know? No. <laughs> and I they also you, mentioned Fort Sensible. Fort Sensible, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, like... I think the one thing that I enjoy about these like historical landmarks mm-hmm. and things is that um, the way I think about it is that Fort Springfield, the historical fort, is probably um, very close to the army base Fort Springfield, which is named after the original fort. Historical historical place. fort Fort Springfield. Sure, that's, yeah, I, that's plausible. I I, I just I, it's I canon like that. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I uh, I like the idea of that, and it seems that they because that happens a lot. Yeah, in in real world, you have a old historical place, and then you name the new one after it. Sure. Yeah. Why not? And that makes sense to me. Um, or they fabricate it <laughs> and just put it wherever it's best to like yeah. Fort Whoop Up. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Two kilometers away from the original location, because this one was more easily accessible, we built this whole new thing, and nothing about it is the same. But it looks that way, so enjoy. Give us your money. You can see it from the bridge. (laughs) Yep. Um, Sponsored by Disneyland. The Disney... Yeah. Corporation. The Disney Corporation. Or the Disney, yeah, something. Sorry, there's profit to be had. Sorry, there's profit to be had. Um, this is, I think, the second time they've kind of lampooned Disney in that sense, but like not calling it by name technically. You know, the other time is when 
it's Skinner has like fair or whatever. Do you know which one I'm talking about? And then the lawyers come and they're like, ah, oh, we're from the Disney Corporation. You need to shut this down. And he copyright expired. You know what I'm talking about. Skinner throws a briefcase. Oh, yes. Bart's doing the three-card Monty. Yes. I didn't approve this booth. Goodbye, gentlemen. Yeah. I can't remember what episode that's from. Yeah. But it's uh, like the the beginning of an episode. Yeah, he throws the briefcase. Uh, happiest place on Earth. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's yeah. not called Disney. The science way. fair is the it's, happiest place yeah, on yeah, Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, the, the lawyers from Disney come yeah. and force him to shut it down. But then he just punches them all. Yeah. Those, <laughs> goes all Green Beret on yeah. Um But yeah, so this time, again, like it's it's such a weird thing to me that they have it clearly be Disney, but they don't actually call it Disney. And they never verbally say. Yeah. It's just Well, D-I-Z. and it's spelled D-I-Z-N-E-E, yeah. which is weird. There's no other way to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's, maybe I have to dive deeper into the, the legal ramifications if they actually put Disney there, but it just seems like they don't care about lampooning other things by name. That for some reason, Disney is like a sacred cow. They don't... They want to... <laughs> Not actually name. Maybe you know they knew they about? would offend them, and that would affect the buyout in the future because Simpsons but is so good at predicting. But things. it's one of those things where it's like it's no one's going to be like, oh, they didn't actually mean Disney Corporate. Like <laughs> they know they're referring to Disney. I think it's just them being being clever and shitty about it. Okay, that's that, all. That could be it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that might all. Maybe they just think it's funnier if it's spelled differently. Personally, I do. Yeah. Means they took the time to craft a joke, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, if it was just Disney, like Disney. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a little, it's a lot easier to do that. So, how do you feel about uh, current episodes where they have things like My Pods and Peaky Man Gets and things of that nature? <laughs> um, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> what is Peaky Man Peaky gets Man even gets. referencing Pokemon Go. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> exactly, but that's exactly why it's a terrible joke because <laughs> no one understands what you're saying, and those that do are like, okay, why did you why did you change it all? Even Peaky Man Go would have been okay, but for some reason they had to change it to Gets. It's, oh fuck, I hate it. People ought to Pokemon Go to the polls. You see the uh... wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would like to move on from this now. <laughs> Hillary Clinton, twenty twenty. The uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> she's really in touch with the youth. That's, that's yeah, why, that's totally. Why she, that's totally. Why she she's so not a robot at all. Uh-huh. Go on. Um, <laughs> the uh, I think the reason I like the Disney one is that if you say it aloud, it's Disney, mm-hmm. right? And if you say my pod aloud, <laughs> it's my pod. Awful. Yeah. And you say Peaky Man Gets, that's just <laughs> stupid. That's just sludge. Yeah. It's word sludge. Why are you doing this? Um yeah. if you say if you say it how it's spelt there, there's no other way to say it than Disney, which is funny. And it's also a way they're like you're not gonna you, we can't get in trouble. Right? Even if they could get in trouble for say for writing Disney on it, yeah. they can't. Right, but that's the, I guess that's the crux of what I'm curious about is like, can they? Maybe like Disney's just by, just very by, litigious. But I'm saying just by spelling it differently, does that remove them from any kind of possible legal ramifications? Also, maybe. And I'm wondering if that's the reason they did it, let's or if they just did it. Call my sister; she's a lawyer. Okay, <laughs> let's get her on the phone. You want me to do that now? I not really. <laughs> He's doing it. Um, let me tell you what else I like about Fort Springfield. <laughs> 
there's a couple of just like jokes just throughout this uh, segment. The the first one, of course, is the canon, the whole canon setup sequence, mm. and how it's like. Uh, did you was it voicemail? Went to voicemail. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that she saw who was calling? And probably. Why? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dumb brother's calling me. Ignore. <laughs> Can't wait for that conversation after the podcast yeah, yeah. when it won't Why even Why did you matter. call me? Uh, we were going to ask you about some Simpsons Disney thing. Okay. Can I go to bed Are you now? still doing that? It's <laughs> <laughs> probably what she'll say. Yeah. Probably hit the nail on the head right there. <laughs> but the canon. The canon is a great joke. Uh, yes. You know, it's such a long setup for such a simple little joke that's very funny where it's, you know, oh, even the slightest hit will make it go off. It's a good thing it's... We're not lighting it because it's aimed right for that lookout tower, and a guy's like waving, like "hello." And it's you know, it's a classic uh, like Flintstones esque joke that is subverted, of course, at the end. With of course, we don't keep it loaded; it's just common sense. Which yeah, the um, w- there's a way that that joke could have been so much worse. Uh-huh. And it's if she says, "Of course, we don't keep the cannon loaded." That's just common sense. And then the cannon goes off anyway. I half expected that. And then yeah. I remembered I was watching The Simpsons <laughs> yeah. early years. Early yeah. years. Yeah. And, um, and it would just have been mayhem. Right. It goes off and then she goes, oh, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. And, uh, waka waka. <laughs> Instead, it cuts right at the joke apex before yeah. it goes too far. Right? Because that's something that we talk about a lot with The Simpsons is in the golden years, they're about good joke, better joke, best joke. But they also know when a joke has reached its peak and when Anything more to will ruin it. Yeah, and when to change gears. And they change gears beautifully because it just cuts to the to the next great joke, which is Skinner giving Otto the credit card. Which is <laughs> brilliant. Oh here's the credit card. And, and a cre- mint for afterwards. And a mint. Credit card mint. Yeah. <laughs> which he proceeds to eat first. I'm I'm 100% sure that when I first saw this episode, I had no idea what that hose was. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. And I was, uh, so that, that joke was lost on me. I mean, it helped later when I saw what he was doing, but I still didn't really understand what siphoning gas was, you know? Have you ever siphoned anything? No. Ugh. I never will. I've never had the privilege <laughs> yeah. of doing that. <laughs> yeah. I've, like, I've siphoned out water before from, like jugs of water for some reason to move it in from one to another i've uh, made my own beer before and you have to do some siphoning for that um doesn't sound too bad no nah, it's not no, but it's not done beer it it's it's the you're not siphoning the finished product <laughs> no you're not that's just drinking beer it's oh, still, <laughs> that's what i thought you meant i was no, like i do that too <laughs> it's still got to um it's got to sit <laughs> it's got to ferment if it's you gotta will. yeah it's got to ferment I'm, for a little bit i know beer um for one of them, but then the the other time you siphon it, it is actually finished, oh, okay. um, and you're just putting it into the dangerous. into the jugs. <laughs> um, yeah, and if I wanted to, I could just like do a mm. do a keg stand in my kitchen. Which uh, why would you do that on beer you made? You're supposed to enjoy that stuff. Um, the stuff you you do a keg stand for is like boxer or natty <laughs> ice or lucky. It's all delicious beers. Beer, beer. Yeah, you know <laughs> the best tasting beers on the planet. What yeah, alcoholic about? water. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I just remember seeing that joke and being like, what's going on here? What's a, why is a hose a credit card? So, you know? Yeah. It's just very confusing when you don't realize what he's doing. But uh, 
Simpsons um, teaches you how to be a criminal. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. And then he like when he show him later and he's like it like goes out his nose. I can I can like feel that. Like, you know, like that gas smell. Oh and, yeah. And that it, would burn ugh. and stink and you would feel it in your body for like a week. Oh, terrible. Yeah, you'd smell gas. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it goes through for my nose. Forever. I could just imagine. That's now part of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the world's worst superhero. Yeah. I can <laughs> smell gas forever. Okay. Uh, Principal Valiant, also yes, one of my sir. favorite one-off characters. Um, he thinks he's so hot. Ever since he swept the Princey Awards. Whatever um, those are. I, I assume they're awards for principals. He's the world's that checks best out. principal. Yeah, according, according to his hat. hat. Yeah, that's got to be true. Uh, also, just like the fact that he's like tipping the the woman yeah. at a historical, like likely not for profit place. Well, since Disney took over, I guess you're right. There's, there's profit to, to be, be had. Uh, you're right. You're right. A little extra learning. <laughs> Make sure the kids get a little extra learning. Uh, and then, uh, of course, the stuff on the battlefield is great too. There's a couple of really great lines that I love. Their white flags are no match for our muskets. Use your phony guns as clubs. They're trying to They're learn, trying for, to learn free. for free. <laughs> Get them. It's <laughs> like, instead of, hey, guys, please. It's like, no, go destroy them. We learned that that's and the I, Springfield way. We've, we learn over and over. True. And they do destroy. Oh, they murder the, Uder. The, the, the German exchange student. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. He's dead yeah. now. He's super dead. <laughs> the camera, like the, the, the scene cuts away from him just before they murder him with a club. That's the, the perfect cut because it's like they're raising their clubs yeah. and then it cuts away. And everyone's just like, oh, well, anyway. <laughs> it's the first of at least two deaths in this That's show. Right. Yeah. There's also the construction the yard. Two tons of sand dumped on the outhouse. On the outhouse that guy's dead. Yeah. Yep. He's suffocated. It's a shitty death. Yep. Ah. Uh, that that's actually uh, that's the only that's the first first of all that's I think the weakest uh, outhouse joke in The Simpsons. Uh, Go on. Second of all, I think it's the weakest joke in this episode. Um, Bart at the construction yard. Now uh, I be- will I will take. Issue with you calling it an outhouse joke. I don't know if I'd call it an outhouse joke. An outhouse joke is like, oh, there's there's someone made an awful mess down there in the basement. Um, that Grandpa says, remember that one? Yeah. There's also the one where there's like the two tiered outhouse. That's the best one. <laughs> That's the best outhouse joke. See, outhouse I jokes denote a level of uh, uh, I have scat, if I've, you will. <laughs> that is the best. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't care. All I wanted to do was get to that joke. Um, <laughs> Cause that is one of the best jokes ever in the Simpsons. I remember the, 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 the world's first two story outhouse. They both wave and go in and then you hear from the bottom. Oh God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. It's so gross. It's so this is how I reacted the first time I, uh, I heard yeah, that joke. I and this it. is how I'm reacting when I'm explaining <laughs> it just out loud. It's so funny. It's so funny. But that is an outhouse joke. You're, you're correct. Yes. The, the one in this episode, I wouldn't call it an outhouse joke. No, it you're right. It was to a be stretch. an outhouse yeah. that the person went into that got sand dumped on him. Because um, there's no, like I said, there's no scat involved. No, you're right. You need it's, some scat. It's I just, just wanted a, to talk about the two-story outhouse. It's a murder, it's it's a murder joke. Man. Um, like Scatman Crothers. I still think it is the weakest joke in the entire episode because of the payoff of the 
the guy who has Bart's voice. Yeah, I think that's silly. Uh, here's what I think, because I, I did notice you wince at that joke when you're watching it. Uh, I like the joke, but I hate the end of the joke. I like the joke because it is another one of those kind of subverting your expectations, where at first you think, oh, these guys are obeying him just because he's on the megaphone, and that's kind of funny. But then it's like, no, it's actually because he sounds exactly like the foreman. The thing I don't like about it is that he says, I carumba, yep. because that's like a little too... You know, ah, get it? Because he's like Bart. It's but interesting. If he, was, if he was just, if he just said that first part, can't you tell my voice between a little, little kid? Yeah, I think that'd be a great joke. Yeah, Get away from there, and yeah. I think that'd be great. It's but. interesting because we were just talking about how the Simpsons usually knows when to <laughs> cap their joke. This one, they went, they reached too far, a little too far. Yeah, because Bart caramba. didn't even say "I caramba." No, no, and it's not. It's it's weird how the, the no catchphrases for the Simpsons uh, die away so quickly, but are still such a part of them that. They have moments like this where it's like, that's part of the joke, is that that's Bart's catch, catchphrase. When was the last time he actually said I caramba in the show? Or don't have a cow. Yeah. That was like huge. Like even like uh, us going through the episodes, I know it's hard to kind of keep track, but can you remember an episode we've done recently where he said I caramba? I uh, sure cannot. I honestly... <sighs> They, like uh, most of the time, whenever they bring up the catchphrases, it's in a like a self-referential, a self-referential. Like, this is your yeah, yeah, it's in a self-referential way, and it's almost making fun of the very concept of catchphrases. Whenever they bring up uh, any catchphrases that Bart specifically has, mm-hmm. because Homer has dough, and the that's that's and woohoo. And those, luckily, are very contextual and very in character for who Homer is. Yeah. The problem well, with... a catchphrase in the sense that they're not necessarily phrases, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, like Mar- it's, just, it's just sounds that he makes yeah. when yeah. he's either upset or happy. It's like yeah. Marge's grumble. Marge's gr- grumble, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and they're, they're contextual and they're character-based, but... You can have you can have catchphrases. I hate catchphrase humor, but you can have them that uh, catchphrases that are humor ba- that are character based. Um, Bazinga! Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bazinga! Another one that rarely gets said on the show. <laughs> yes. <sighs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but the 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 ones that I that I really um, think. Bart as a character outgrew were like I Carumba and Don't Have a Cow Man. Like all of these, like that's not the character Bart often is portrayed as in the show. And so whenever those catchphrases come up, they seem very out of place. Yeah. Because that's not who he is anymore. He hasn't been that way since season one or two. And that's why it's so strange to hear it in season six. Yep. As yeah. like a, a button to a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm I'm in agreement overall, but I also think it's a really good joke that they just kind of ruined with one line. Yeah. That's yeah. what makes me wince about it. Yeah. And that's totally fair. Yeah. Well, you do see Bart going around town, like in the bank and stuff. And mm-hmm. at, in the bank, he kind of disguised his voice oh, a yeah. little bit. What that's, do you mean, Sullivan? Yeah. That's a really great performance from Nancy Cartwright. It is, yeah. yeah. That that moment there. I uh, I actually think this is a really standout performance. Like, this episode is a, like, I think she actually is the MVP of this episode. Sure. Um, because of, like, you know, I, all Bart, the different levels to Bart. That yeah, there's throughout, yeah. there's tons of levels to Bart in this episode, and she does some really great voice work all around. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of her characters are featured prominently, um, and it's just, I mean, she nails it. She's 
Yeah. She's re- like, this is one of, like, this, I think this is one of her best episodes. I would agree. Yeah. And that, the bank scene is just, like, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. He disguises his voice there. All the other times, he's not really disguising his voice. So, at the construction site, it's like, why are they actually listening yeah. to the kid? Yeah. So, <laughs> I do. I agree with you that it that it was a good punch, but yeah. they didn't need the Icaramba. No. The Icaramba <laughs> ruins it, but I like the stuff right before that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I can forgive it a little the bit. The adult with a... Quote yeah, unquote, goofy, boys, no, goofy boys, boys voice boys. that <laughs> everyone is used to hearing. So when they're like spin around real fast, it's like the foreman told told me to. So All I guess right. I will. Oh, I just murdered a bunch of people. Whoops. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> it's the foreman's fault. Really. Down he I told go. me to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only thing I'm missing from this episode, and it's just a personal thing that I would have really loved, is to see just a group of kids screw with Mr. Burns in some way. Yeah, Burns isn't in this episode uh, at all. Yeah. I would have uh I would have in in that in all of those uh little vignettes from around town what they're doing, what they're up to. Um I would have really liked to see them I don't know, put a bag of poop outside of his door or something. <laughs> I just I, I have, have I, him like strolling the the neighborhood cuz this is normally when the kids are in school. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, Smithers, I love walking around town when there's no children around." Exactly. And then like a horde of them come and trample yeah. him or something. Yeah, that would be Whatever. I think that would be funny and I think Harry Shearer would nail it. Yeah. <laughs> and or or like uh, Smithers tries when to protect him. There's too many him. fat children. Yeah. He tries to protect him like holds him up and then gets trampled himself sure. and like the and and He's like he looks like he got stung by a bee after they've all uh, played gone uh, hospital. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> You're right. In my fan fiction world, <laughs> that happened. Um, Donate to Patreon to get all of my fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! I think you're gonna lose subscribers from that. Um, so, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> the one thing I do like about this episode too is that the ending is very abrupt in a way. Yes. Uh, it's and it almost feels kind of Seinfeldian in in, in a sense where there's no hugging, no learning. Mm. Um, mm. which is funny because Jennifer Crittenden wrote a lot of Seinfeld episodes as well. Did she? Yes. Mm. Uh, she also wrote and Maggie Mix Uh I so. know that. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, but I love how it's just like. Like, what are we going to do? The two of us are never going to agree on anything. We don't have the money. How are we going to make money? Oh, we'll put prisoners here. It's <laughs> a nice little comment on the school system uh-huh. in general. Uh, I also love how the, uh, I believe, murderer, uh, as Krabappel calls him, yeah. just, just rips a kid's shirt. <laughs> Not just anyone, but Martin. Yeah. And he's, you know, like, you're incarcerated. You, you've gone to prison for murder, and uh, you know you'll probably get out in good behavior. And you're like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna terrify this child. Rip. Yeah, I'm gonna rip his shirt. Hilarious. Yeah, that'll, that'll teach him. Yeah, that'll teach him to <laughs> learn. Piece of shit. Yeah. And then uh, we can presume that the thing that happens after this episode is Bart helps them escape. Oh, definitely. And they realize that was a terrible plan, <laughs> and they go back to normal. So it's all canon. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> But we should talk about, I just wanted to mention that because I just was kind of thinking about how uh, Seinfeld never really has any moral learning at the end of episodes. Yeah. And Simpsons often does with some of their episodes where it's like, you know, Bart learns a lesson or, you know, and, th- and this one is just like, no, no one learns anything. They just come up with a new way to make money. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, even arguably like Bart's plan 
just put them in a room and lock them in there. Doesn't yeah. really work. No, yeah. Once again, like this is, uh, <laughs> I think this plan harkens back to uh, Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song, yeah. where it's not really a plan. Yeah. It's just show Superintendent Chalmers what's going on. Yeah. What me go to my office? Yeah. Highly regular, but all right. <laughs> and they, uh, I, the. the they kind. I think they get away with it because of that line. To me, <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's one yeah. that makes it work for me. Like it, it works because it's like, oh, this is a really stupid plan. Yeah. Well, because at first, I mean, it's a, it's a, again, it's a subversion of the sitcom tropes. Yeah. And the the first part with Krabappel, where it's like, what a surprise party for me in Skinner's office. Okay. And so you think, oh, what's the lie they're going to tell Skinner to get him there? And it's just like, no, go to your office. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> Highly irregular, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And then, uh, of course, also the. Uh, subversion of, you know, they'll tire themselves out and then hours pass and they're literally still banging on. Skinner has taken the time to take his jacket off, but that's about it. He's been banging on that door the entire time. You're going to be very, very sorry. I love disheveled Skinner. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> like his, his hair all messed up. Yeah, and his, and his sleeves, sleeves rolled. rolled up and his tie is <laughs> slightly askew. It's great. I enjoyed that they just panned up to a clock as well. Yeah. And instead of just having like a subtitle of like three hours later, like most other shows would, they, they actually show the clock transition <laughs> of time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I love that ending. Uh, we should talk about the substitute teacher plot because that's the other kind of big thing in this episode. Yeah. With a lot of uh, oh, yeah, that rapid happens. fire. <laughs> yeah, that's like A to B to this C. Is, yeah, this is when all the, like you said, the Springfield community comes together in yeah. a way uh, that makes sense for the plot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> however, <laughs> the one thing I don't buy is anyone letting Mo in a school. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy that they did... That they implemented the... The, like, the, prank call... The prank call yeah. name joke into the school. Yep. Um, no, it's a perfect way to do it because it was also Bart who did it. So yeah. it's, you know. And but I love how that was... How the hell is he there? <laughs> who, who approved that? I love how it was I'm that I'm pretty easy. sure he needs to be away like 10 kilometers from every school at all times. That, I have a feeling. I don't no, know. Yeah, that makes sense. I just feel like he may be on a list somewhere. Uh, <laughs> um, or two. And, yeah. Um, it's just so easy to break him, which is just great. For me, I love yeah. seeing him get broken. Although, like, part of fast. me, part of me does like the idea that Mo is actually this really like, because most of the time we see him in the bar, of course. Yeah. But every so often, you get him outside of the bar doing things, and it seems like if you look at all those in one kind of uh, go, you'll realize he's actually very <laughs> extracurricular. Like, he likes doing lots of stuff, teaching hip hop classes, uh, reading you know books to sick people at yeah. the hospital. Apparently, substituting teaching if he's asked to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, huh, Mo actually likes to do a lot of things outside of the bar, but... I think it dark, uh, so. keeps the, the dark thoughts away. <laughs> yeah. Because we also know he's suicidal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a late season, or a late series implementation, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Based on how he answers the door, well, I don't think that's I'm hungover? <laughs> What? He's what? just I'm drinking. Over. He's just, he's a drunk. I, I think that's clear. I don't Apologies, know. Apologies, Mrs. The, the Barrymore. First, I, I'm, what? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Barrymore. I don't know the first mention of him being suicidal, but the, the one that sticks in my brain is the one in the Grift of the Magi, mm-hmm. where he's like, and Mo takes his head out of the yeah. uh, the oven, and he's got like yeah. no funeral. 
on his back. Uh, <laughs> it's very dark. <laughs> I think it That's comes up before dark. that. It might come up before, but even then, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's like, you know, we haven't come to it yet in sure. season six. So that's why, like, for me, it's almost like once they veer into Zombie Simpsons, that's when that's part of his character. I don't buy it as much currently because mm. he's having a good time. He's going I'd be around. fine with it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I hate Mo. <laughs> yeah, we all hate Mo. <laughs> By we all, I mean you and I. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. How do you feel about Mo? Uh, <laughs> You're like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy the flaming Mo storyline. And he was, of course, piece crucial of, for of, that. Piece of trash who screws over his best friend. No oh, millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. yeah. I just uh, remember <laughs> wanting a flaming Mo as oh, a sure. kid. I'll make like, you one. Um, they're <laughs> awful. They really I had, are. I had one down in the States. Like It was like basically oh, a Red the, Bull. <laughs> was it the like at uh, the Disney parks? Or sorry, Universal parks? I believe so. And yeah. I bought it and I left it in my check-on or check or my like carry on luggage. Oh. And I got to the I was like, "Oh crap. I guess I should drink this." So I <laughs> downed it like in front of the TSA. Wait, it was like in a in a bottle or in something? In a can. In a can. Like, oh. like a I sure it wasn't Bowl. Buzz Cola then. No, it was a Flaming Mo, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Because the Flaming Mo I had was like in a glass that's specifically made where it has like kind of a little mesh bottom. Right. You have like essentially a seltzer. I don't know what it actually is at the bottom, so that when you put the liquid in, it looks like it's bubbling and right. flaming. You know, it's this, really just a sweet drink. This was in a can, like a Red Bull, and you couldn't actually see it, and nothing mixed, and there was no actual Flaming Mo aspect. So <laughs> that's why I didn't mind drinking it or <laughs> downing it in front of the TSA. You sure someone didn't just put Flaming Mo on top of a cola can? It's entirely <laughs> possible. <laughs> This wasn't at Universal Studios at all. This was, this was some some alley where someone was like, "Yeah, yeah, I got I got Flaming Moe's. Come on in." Yeah, <laughs> it was a great flight. It's Ten dollars. <laughs> Here you go. Anyway, um, did you have a Flaming Mo? Did I? Yeah, we had a Flaming Mo. Not not the ones that I made. Oh no, that's all I've had. You've never been to Universal or anything? No, no. I've been to Orlando once. Yeah, and Los Angeles never. Okay, and Paris. I wasn't going to go to Disneyland <laughs> in Paris. You want to go to Euro Disney? No. Hello. <laughs> Euro Disney, open for business. <laughs> that, was a, that wasn't a French accent. No. I don't know Hi, what Mark. that accent was. <laughs> that was the room. <laughs> that was the room. <laughs> uh, so Jasper Beardley <laughs> story, Mark. is one of the subs. Sure is. For Lisa's class. Yeah, talking out of turn. It's a paddling, et cetera. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... He gets his beard cut in the pencil sharpener. That's great. It's a really nice visual gag of Grandpa trying the same thing over and over, and yeah. you keep getting closer and closer, and then you're on your own. Yep. And he's gone. It's a great Grandpa cameo. Yes. I just love that he's in there. It's like, and the, uh, he's just, just perfectly in character. Like <laughs> I said this while we were watching it, but like, I like how Jasper calls Grandpa to help him, not yeah. like, you know, the principal... Or the police, or, or the firefighters. Anyone. <laughs> anyone? He's like, he's like, Abe, come help me get my beard out of a pencil sharpener. <laughs> you should know, Grandpa's not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're assholes to each other. Yeah, they're the worst. Yeah. It isn't a tooth fairy. Huge assholes to each other. Um, do you want to hop on over to the reference desk? Okay. Cute. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, so I'm looking at the interwebs here, and apparently the knocking over of the wheels of the cannon, pointing at the tower leg, giving the impression that it will be destroyed, is a reference to the opening sequence of the television sitcom F Troop. I've never heard of that before. 
Does do either of you know about F Troop? I do because I read it today when I was doing the same research. That's it. Yep. Okay. Um, the uh, reference yeah. to Disney <laughs> is a little bit more clear now that I've checked this out. Okay. Um, so uh, the fact that Disney purchased the site is a reference to the abandoned Disney's America project. And it was criticized because people oh, right. saw it as an attempt to turn heritage sites into vanity amusement parks. So I'm thinking, yes, they had to change the name because it was a little too close to home yeah. and it was re- referencing an actual real-world thing. So I yeah, that think makes that's the answer to your the, question. And so, yeah, their joke was less just, ah, Disney's a big corporation and more specifically... Look what they did. Yeah, Disney is doing these things. Isn't it funny? Yeah. Um, Principal Valiant, uh, you could argue, is a reference to Prince Valiant, which is a comic strip, and I'm sure it's been used in other things. Uh, so the <laughs> the oh, and I moment, like that they're from Shelbyville. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's you see that little, very briefly. That it's Shelbyville. A little bit, a little more foreshadowing of yep. the Lemon of Troy yeah. to come, which is coming up. Yeah. Uh, Principal Valiant may have been someone's attractive cousin. Probably was <laughs> the. Moment with Uter. Yes. Where he's about to get beaten. Yes. Apparently is based on a film scene from the film Von Ryan's Express. Yeah. This is a movie that was released in 1965. It's, um, what is it, a war movie? I don't know. Yeah. It's a war movie. It's about a USAAC pilot who was shot, over, who was shot down over Italy and taken to a POW camp. There so, you go. World so War II. Yeah, World War II POW camp. So it was either dead or in prison. Very quick rundown of the bookshelf at uh, Springfield Elementary. Yeah. Uh, Tech War by William Shatner. Yeah. Theory of Evolution by Charles Darwin. Sexus by Henry Miller. You may, <coughs> I mean, I may know, I know him as the author of Tropic of Cancer, Tropic of Capricorn, again from Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, 40 Years of Playboy by Hugh Hefner. Sure. Steal This Book by Abby Hoffman, mm-hmm. Hop on Pop by Dr. Seuss, and of course, The Satanic Verses, Junior Illustrated ed- Edition <laughs> by Sam and Rushdie. I think the only fictional one there, only in the sense that there was no Junior Illustrated Edition of The Satanic Verses, which uh, you may know as the book that essentially had Sam and Rushdie have to go into hiding because the Ayatollah called a fatwa on him. I didn't remember that. Uh, I didn't even know that. Um, that sounds really, really interesting, though. I want to learn more. Uh, <laughs> the most recent Curb Your Enthusiasm season uh-huh. is all about Larry David writing a musical called Fatwa about this specific event. Oh. Uh, and he eventually gets okay. Lin-Manuel Miranda to play Sam and Rushdie. <laughs> what? <laughs> and Sir <laughs> nice. Ben Kingsley, I believe, playing the Ayatollah. So wow. There's some great little uh, snippets of the musical near, in the final episode that's really good. So check that out if you're a fan of, I don't know, thought was. <laughs> Larry <laughs> David? Uh, Superman. Oh, yes, of course. Holds Fold Fashion and Superman. Superman on Laundry Day. Yeah. That's apparently, uh, I think it's David Merkin's favorite joke, one of his favorite jokes. Yeah. The Teapot Dome scandal uh-huh. is what Milhouse is in the middle of reading about. Uh, I just looked at it briefly. I don't care. There's a scandal. Apparently, it was the biggest scandal before Watergate. Yeah. So. Now Watergate took that crown, so no one cares about Teapot, Do- Teapot Dome. That's true. Gabe Kaplan is on Bart's list of uh, substitutes that he's eliminated <laughs> in one way or another. Uh, Gabe Kaplan, you may know, as the starring role in Welcome Back, Cotter. Oh, he's the star. He is Cotter. Really? He is 
Dr. Cotter. All right. <laughs> I never watched it. Uh, of course, Jimmy Stewart, and specifically It's a Wonderful Life, is referenced when Bart goes to the bank, mm-hmm. um, which is great because uh, It's a Wonderful Life is one of my favorite movies. However, sure. I had not seen it until maybe five, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And so long ago, this episode aired, and I saw this, and I thought it was the funniest thing in the world without context. And now that I have context, I think it's even funnier. <laughs> I know it's from It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. Haven't seen the movie. You should. Or... This will just be a Wizard of Oz blind no. spot for the rest of my life. Why do you do this? <laughs> you like movies. Why don't you watch good ones? Makes for good radio. I haven't seen the uh, classics. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen I've seen my share of classics. Do you know what I'm Rosebud sure is? The gist. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. Okay. <laughs> You've seen Rosebud. I've seen Rosebud. Yeah. I've that seen episode that's of what Simpsons. it's called, right? <laughs> I've uh I've I've seen the uh the colored bird. Um <laughs> It's either the Maltese Falcon or the color purple, and either way, it's a bad joke. So uh, definitely the Maltese Falcon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like bird kind of sounds like purple. Anyway, uh, where was I? All right. Um, I don't have your money. Yeah, the uh, uh, Bill's house and Fred's house. Yeah. Which uh, in the movie, yeah. Since you haven't seen it, I'll just yeah, explain. Sure. Uh, it's the same idea. Basically, people are there. They're like, where's our money? Where's our money? Yeah. Because they, uh, Uncle Billy just lost a whole bunch of money. Fucking Uncle Billy. And uh, so Jimmy Stewart's like, you know, like we don't actually have a lot of money. But then he has to explain to them basically how banks work and how, you know, we like we have records of all of your transactions, but I don't literally have like if you have two thousand dollars in your bank account, I don't literally have a pile that says Mr. Smith here that's two thousand dollars. It's like we get money in, we give money out. That's like how it works, and that's why he's trying to explain. So he's like, I like I don't have your money. It's in Bill's house and Fred's house, and like you know, like it's it's all over. Uh, and then you know, it's like how much how much money do you want, dear? And, and she's like, ah, forty dollars. He's like, all right, ah, here's forty dollars. Come on. And like he tries to assuage everybody, and it, it more or less works. So doesn't work in this scene. No, everyone yeah. just starts punching each other. Uh, it's chaos, pandemonium, and Bart steps aside and laughs gleefully, as you would. It's very funny. Yes. Uh, last few bits. Corn popper toy vacuum. Do you remember these? Yes, definitely. Yeah, that's what Dr. Frank is playing with. Uh, yeah, they're pretty well-known, I'd say. I don't Iconic. think any of us enjoy it on the same level as he do. <laughs> no, of course not. The <laughs> colors, children. Uh, and then Vassar College, of course. It's yeah. a real college. And yeah. it is not an Ivy League college, but it is a highly regarded college. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, would uh, the laws of thermodynamics be a reference? To the laws of thermodynamics? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, I really like that scene, the perpetual motion machine. Well, I mean, that's my favorite joke, so we can oh, jump right in. Let's jump right in. Let's jump right in. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those jokes that I really love because I love when Homer displays intelligence. Oh, yeah. That is beyond his means, generally. Oh, yeah. Uh, I find those way funnier because I like the idea of Homer being a, an average boob, not a dunce, which yeah. is also why I hate episodes like Home Backwards Are. Uh, where, you know, like, uh, USA, USA, jumps through windows, stuff yeah. like that, where he's, like, a literal, like, unable to cope in society kind of person. Yeah. I like that he's just an average guy, uh, which makes it all the funnier when he spits out random facts of knowledge or things that are really intelligent. Uh, I had no idea what thermodynamics were when I was a kid, 
And so I found this very funny because I was like, I don't know what that means, but Homer does, and he's very mad about it. And then when I realized what it was, I'm like, that's a brilliant joke. So funny. Uh, this perpetual motion machine motion is a machine. joke. It just keeps going faster and faster. Uh, which, <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what that meant. It's yeah. like, why is that For listeners thing? who may not know what that means, basically thermodynamics is saying, or sorry, the, the I think it's the first law of thermodynamics is like, uh, you know, can neither be created nor destroyed, something like that. Matter can be neither created nor destroyed. I, I'm not a physician or a physician. Physician. <laughs> well, I'm well not you're that not either. that. <laughs> <laughs> what am I thinking of? Physics. Someone Physics. Who, Physics. Someone, physicist. That's what I think. I'm <laughs> Physician, physicist. Same thing. Same thing, pretty much, as far as I know. Uh, but anyway, case. essentially, like uh, a perpetual motion machine is something that, uh, in the world of thermodynamics, in our world as we know it, cannot exist because nothing can just continually going faster and faster uh at some point it has to has to level out um and so that's that's what's funny is that theoretically lisa's done it uh just because she doesn't have school she's like oh my downtime i'll just make this thing that doesn't (laughs) that can't ever possibly exist that means she must have literally solved the problem of friction yes and (laughs) that's why homer says in this house we obey the laws of thermodynamics which is very funny and is my favorite joke yeah what about you, Neil? Neil. Um, I think the bank on a whole is uh-huh. my favorite joke. Yep. However, another joke that I really enjoyed was the Michael Bay moment when the leaf falls on the oh, yeah. old bus <laughs> and explodes. Uh, explodes violently. Yeah. 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 Like it's already up on blocks <laughs> yeah, and it's just like the there. doors falling Ooh, out. Like, like the bus is not going anywhere. But that leaf was <laughs> was the be all end all of that bus, and yep. uh, Michael Bay endorsed uh, <laughs> this this scene endorsed by the Michael explosion. Bay. Yeah, yeah, that was a great moment. <laughs> great, it's a good call. Uh, mine's the bank scene. Yeah, yeah sure. that's 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 my favorite joke. Um, but since we've uh, talked about it at length, I also want to give special mention to "Hello, Mother Dear." <laughs> um, there's some it's uh, which is interesting. Yeah. It's because it's like it's intertwined with the thermodynamics joke. Yeah, because um, they're happening at the same time, uh, and so it's like there's something about a, a child flying a kite at night that's so unwholesome. And she's right; it's mm-hmm. terrifying. Seeing Bart just stand there in the middle of the yard with a kite just floating above him is like, hello, mother dear. It's like, oh. Yeah. And I completely understand why Marge is like renewed uh, conviction. We have to get these kids (laughs) back to school. I was waiting for a joke to come of that. Like, like he was actually looking at like Flanders or something, but I enjoyed that it wasn't (laughs) a joke. It was just terrifying. Yeah. 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 Like there was no second part of that. Yeah, yeah. It was just Bart flying a kite at night. Yep. Because he's gone mad. It's yeah, he's gone he's he's lost all sense of structure. It's mm-hmm. crazy and so funny at the same time. And uh just a special shout out that I want to give to Millhouse because I oh, love, yeah. I love Millhouse. Yeah. His little his old D plot, whatever you want to call it, with him getting a tutor. Uh is great. Uh the tutor is great. He's <laughs> As soon as he arrives, we're going to have to make up for all this dilly-dallying. I just got out of school, dude. Um, And then, yeah, the whole joke about, you know, recess assignment. Um, Yeah, funny. Very. Funny stuff. Um, So what is our next episode? Oh. Sir. Well, next episode, you know, uh, all I'm saying is all we have to do is go down to the pound and get a new jazz man. (laughs) Because we're Uh, talking about Round Springfield. Round Springfield. The life and death of Bleeding Gums Murphy. Yeah. Oh, yes. This is, a, this is a weird episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah. 
Um, but that'll be next time. Uh, anything to plug, gentlemen? Uh, well, I got Tyrex. Uh, yeah. It's ninety percent sold out. So if you get coming, on in, yeah. get your tickets. It how can opens, people? How can people get tickets? Uh, I believe just storybooktheater.org. Okay. Um, through that, you can find the tickets link, and it opens in about two weeks, whatever that is. Oh, ninety <laughs> percent already. Yeah, get your tickets then. Yeah, if yeah. you have a child, for sure. If yeah, if you're in the the. The children mar- not in the children market. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> Just <laughs> well, ignore you the murderer. Kidnap a kid and bring it to the show. Yeah. Uh, if you're an adult though and you want to <laughs> see something, then I'm performing uh, Woody in the Edmonton Fringe Festival this summer. Right on. Um, and right Woody on. is essentially a grown-up Pinocchio. What happened to the boy when he's no longer a boy and <laughs> gets into porn and puberty and <laughs> as we all do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pinocchio well, is a man too, guys. Let's just say his nose now. his nose doesn't grow anymore. Ah, but, uh, it's his ears, right? Yeah, <laughs> ah. great for porn. You got to listen. <laughs> you got to be able to have those big ears. Yeah. Well, children, I can't help that. <laughs> and that's uh, that yeah, August seventeenth to the twenty sixth, I believe, is the Edmonton Fringe Festival. Edmonton Fringe cool. is a fun time. Sure is. I hope you I'm enjoy looking, it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Greg. Me? Yeah. Oh, little old me. I'm going to Fort Steele. So if you happen to be around Fort Steele, come look for me. Great. Or Stetler or yeah. Stetton. 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 Or, or Col- Cold. Crooklyn. <laughs> Crooklyn or Kings. That was a bad joke. Wherever these places might be. It was good I, enough for I me to know. bring it back. I know I did. It was a better joke that was in there somewhere and I ruined it. Anyway, uh, I am facilitating a new uh, puzzle night, uh, I like to call it. Puzzle Uh, Quest. It's called Pub Quest, and it's going to be at the new Axe Games uh, facility in the northeast here in Calgary next to the locked room. Uh, Essentially, it's like pub trivia, but instead of trivia, it's puzzles. So you have to try and solve puzzles before the time is up, and you're competing against other teams. Uh, Our first night has sold out, so get... Tickets for the second night, if you if, want. If you win, do you get to throw an axe at someone? Uh, that's that's not part of it. You can always throw an axe at someone whenever you like, if you want. I mean, it's the legal ramifications may deter you, but you, you know you have free will. Uh, but no, there's no axe throwing involved for this All right. night. All right, good to know. <laughs> uh, if you good win, you get fifty bucks. Uh, if you lose but still place, so if you complete all your puzzle journey mm, mm-hmm. but you don't win, you get put into a draw for another fifty bucks. So even if you don't get first place, you might get a, get a fifty dollar gift card. Hey, make some money. Yeah, it's fun, uh, and that's happening June sixth, which is sold out. So June twentieth is the one that's currently available. Is there tickets. a theme? Uh, there is because it is Axe Games uh, inaugural opening day thing celebration okay. uh it's it's lumberjack themed cool so, uh, makes sense. Ger- the the voyage of the timber beast uh, is lumberjack I puzzles it. i love it apparently i learned in researching this that lumberjacks don't like being called lumberjacks but if you call them timber beasts they're a-okay with that so next time you meet a lumberjack i mean a timber beast do that and hillbillies prefer to be called the sons of the soil but it ain't gonna happen <laughs> so there we go here we go all right so let's wrap things up here yep. uh thanks for listening everybody thanks to neil for joining us once again thanks for uh, having me we can be reached on facebook of course uh we can be found on twitter and instagram at bad neighbors pod and you can email us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com numerical three that's pretty much it right one last thing okay are you excited for matt granning's new show no no? <laughs> Have you seen the stills for it? Yeah. Um, what's it's it called again? Uh, Disenchanted? Disenchanted, yeah. Um, I'll give it a shot. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna, I like it's the It's on setting. Netflix. It's going to be free, so yeah. I'm going to watch it. Uh, but I like the idea of the setting. 
It's just weird. It's like there's a little green gremlin that looks like Bart. Yeah, I mean, and they... It's like, what? Come on. They both look can you, like... Can you draw something else, sir? No, he obviously can't. He can't draw <laughs> people who look real. Um, uh-huh. They both have the uh, overbites. Yep. Um, He's got but, a little pig nose, but that's about it. Yeah, I'm willing to give it a shot. Sure. I'll watch three episodes of it. Okay. See if I like it. <laughs> ten will drop. Yeah. I can't say I'll watch all ten. No, I... Yeah. Maybe it'll be really good. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I hope it is. I, I hope it is. I always hope for yeah. good. I am cautiously optimistic. <laughs> yes. I always hope for good. I always hope for good. That is my quote that will be on my tombstone. All okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> thanks again for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next time for Round Springfield. Keep yeah. watching the ski. Bye.